Welcome to the KLE Podcast with your host, Sean Smith. Encouraging and equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset to inspire, to influence, and to impact your culture where you are every single day. And now for today's episode. Good morning and welcome, or good afternoon rather, it's not afternoon already. <laughs> good afternoon and welcome to the KLE Podcast. This is your host, Sean. Great to be with you and I appreciate you spending time with me for a few minutes on the KLE Podcast, uh, just looking at equipping leaders with a different mindset. I was looking the other day at uh, a passage of, well, you know, an incident in the Bible that really struck me as very interesting. Again, I just pick up these little things sometimes. But you remember in Daniel chapter 2, the event where uh, basically the king has this dream. King Nebuchadnezzar has this dream. And he it disturbs him so much that he's looking for, um, uh, he goes to all the wise men and he says, hey, listen, tell me the dream. And then I will know with confidence that you can give me its interpretation. And uh, so these wise men, they were called the Chaldeans, answered the king and said, eh, this, there is not a man on earth who can tell the king this matter, for no king, lord or ruler has ever asked such a thing as this of any magician or enchanter or Chaldean. Furthermore, what the king demands is an unusual and difficult thing indeed. No one except the gods can reveal it to the king, and their dwelling is not worth mortal flesh. Because of this, the king was indignant and extremely furious, and he gave a command to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. <laughs> so the decree goes out uh, that the wise men are to be killed, executed, and uh, in that process, they're looking for Daniel and his companions to put them to death as well. But when... Arioch, the captain of the king's bodyguard, comes to Daniel and tells Daniel what it's about. He, Daniel says, hey, why is this so harsh? Why is this so urgent? Why is this so critical? And so this captain of the guard of the, of the king's guard explains to Daniel and he says, you know, this is what the situation is. The, the, this dream has affected the king so much that he's asking the he asked the the uh, the uh, wise men and the enchanters and, and chaldeans to tell him what this is about and none could tell him what the dream is about or its interpretation and he's going to execute all of them so daniel goes in and he says listen give me some time and i will reveal it to him and Daniel returns to his house and he discusses the matter with Hananiah and Mishael and Azariah, his companions. And they begin to seek the compassion from God of heaven regarding the secret, it says in verse 18, so that Daniel and his companions would not be executed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. And so Daniel prays. And then in verse 24, Daniel goes to Arioch, whom the king had appointed. And he says, don't execute the wise men of Babylon. Bring me before the king and I will reveal to the king the interpretation. So Arioch hastily brings Daniel before the king. And he says, I found this young man among the exiles of Judah who can explain the interpretation of the dream. 
So the king says to Daniel, uh, oh, sorry, it wasn't Nebuchadnezzar, it was Belteshazzar. He says, are you able to reveal to me the content of the dream which I've seen and its interpretation? And Daniel says to the king, well, regarding the mystery about which the king has inquired, neither the wise men, enchanters, magicians, nor astrologers are able to answer the king. <clears throat> he says, all the, the wise the wise guys in the in the whole nation can't answer you. The, the wise guys in the, your empire can't answer you. But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets, and he's shown King Nebuchadnezzar what will take place in these days or the latter days or the end of days. This was your dream and the vision that appeared in your mind while you're in your bed. And so Daniel now un, um, unfolds this dream to him. But listen to this. This is what struck me in verse 30. And I think I want you to catch the spirit of this, the attitude of Daniel in this. And we told that Daniel had an excellent spirit and he was promoted to the highest places. But I think this was his test of character right here. And I want you to see the heart of this young man as he steps into the place where he's about to be promoted. He doesn't know that, but. He steps into this place of advising the king. Now, at this point in time, most guys would, you know, I mean, they would start applauding themselves. But listen to this. He says, but as for me, this secret has not been revealed to me because of my wisdom, because my wisdom is greater than that of any other living man. But in order to make the interpretation known to the king so that you may understand fully the thoughts of your mind. And just that little section that says, this secret has not been revealed to me because my wisdom is greater than that of any other living man, but in order to make the interpretation known. In other words, God was positioning him with, with his gifting to influence the king. That's And, and out of that comes promotion. But I want you to see this, such an incredible heart. He doesn't claim super spirituality, super gifting. He doesn't claim super wisdom or that he's special in some way or another. He doesn't do that. He does, there's no self-promotion, no self-exaltation, nothing like that. Just confidently he comes before the king knowing that he can do what's necessary at that point in time. And he says, the secret has not been revealed to me because, because my wisdom is greater than any other living man. But in order to make the interpretation known to the king and so that you may understand, king, the thoughts of your mind. Wow. And, you know, and just in that, right in there, I felt like, the, that speaks volumes about the character of this young man. He, he wasn't looking for promotion. He wasn't looking for leadership. He wasn't looking to be super spiritual, more spiritual than others, showing how great he is that I am the one to look. I've got the answer. I'm the key. I'm the solution. It's not been revealed because my wisdom is greater than any other living man. Really, what we've got to begin to do is assess our own hearts and assess our own spirit, our own attitude, our own character, measure ourselves, assess and evaluate where we are. 
Are you self-promoting? Are we self-promoting? Are we trying to show ourselves and present ourselves to be more spiritual than others? Because that is right where you stay. The, the level that you exalt yourself to is the only level, and you're always going to have to fight to keep you there. In the, in the Message Bible, it says this, While you stretched out on your bed, O king, thoughts came to you regarding what is coming in the days ahead. The revealer of mysteries, in capital letters, showed you what will happen, but the interpretation is given through me, not because I'm any smarter than anyone else in the country, but so that you will know what it means, so that you will understand what you dreamed. An incredible thing is, is that he shares the, the dream and the, the interpretation, and then, uh, oh, there's King Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> then King Nebuchadnezzar fell face downward and paid respect to Daniel as a great prophet of the highest God. Now, we, you know, I've met so many people, and we read online, and I, I hear people talking, and they all want to be the great prophet of the highest God. They all want to be acclaimed as the greatest prophet, to have the greatest prophecies, to have the two planes, to be able to do, you know, build great buildings. And if you then, there's no ambition in the kingdom of God. You understand? There's no ambition as kingdom leaders. We aspire to represent him, not to aspire for gaining position and titles and acknowledgement. The only acknowledgement we need is the acknowledgement like Jesus said, that my Father's will is done. He, When he says you're approved and you're acknowledged and you're accepted, that's when, uh, you know, that's all you need. But now the king falls down before him and gives orders for an offering and fragrant incense to be presented to him in honor of his God. And the king answered Daniel and said, Most certainly your God is the God of gods and the Lord of kings and the revealer of mysteries, since you have been able to reveal this mystery. Then the king promoted Daniel to the exalted position, to an exalted position, and gave him many great gifts and made him ruler over the entire province of Babylon and chief governor over all the wise men of Babylon. And Daniel made a request of the king and he appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon, while Daniel was, was at the court of the king. If you're looking for that, if you're looking for that place that you can have the exalted position and have great gifts and be made a ruler, be positioned over, you know, then you this reveals your character as a leader. And God cannot put you in that place. The thing we've got to learn is the humility of Daniel in this case. It was a key to his influence throughout those empires, starting with King Nebuchadnezzar. It was his influence. In That's what began his influence. You cannot influence beyond your character. And so the first thing we need to pray is God deal with our heart. I was a pastor for many years and and uh, so nearly 20 years. And in that process of time, one night I was worshiping God and I couldn't sleep. I was laying in my bed just worshiping the Lord. And 
suddenly one of those moments when you know God speaks to your life, you, you know as clear as anything. It's not one of these where I felt impressed and, and you know, I felt a nudge or a thought came to me. This was, I, I heard the voice of God so clearly speaking to me in the middle of the night. And he said this, he said, what have you done to my bride? And it was so loaded. As a pastor, I, my leadership was failing in, in the sense of I was delivering my gift. I was giving my gift to the church. I was ministering the word. I was preaching. We were doing things. We had programs going. We had Bible studies. We had cell groups. We had you know, we had encounter weekends. We we're taking people away for weekends and seeing God do incredible things. Healings were taking place, everything. And yet, something in my heart was not right. And God saw it. And when he said, what are you doing to my bride? In a moment, I saw myself standing before another man's woman, a king's wife, a king's bride, that I was supposed to be preparing for the king. And in that moment, I saw his hand on the sword, on his sword, that he was going to execute justice for protect, to protect his bride. I rolled out of bed, fell on my face, and I began to weep. And, and I, I cried for, for days afterwards, repenting for the way I've been with his people, with his bride. Only he can handle his bride. He didn't call his bride to me. He called his bride to him. And my task and my job, my function, my role is to prepare her for him. That's all I use the gift, use the ability, use the, the ability that he's given me, the talent, the strengths, the, the purpose he's given me to prepare her for him, not for me. So she would give herself to him, not to me. So she would love and respect and honor him, not me. But while I was looking for this position of being a pastor to be respected and to be honored and to be called pastor, it, you know, it was a great thing coming from my background to, for people to come up and say, hello, pastor. I just want to tell you how wonderful you were today and what, what an awesome message that was. And to, oh, thank, my life has changed because of you. And I said, I don't want to hear that. It's, it's not about me. I'm, I'm a eunuch for his purpose, for his sake. In fact, a scripture that really I found that really spoke to me at that point in time was from 2 Corinthians in, uh, in chapter 11. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, he says, I wish you would bear with me while I indulge in a little foolishness. Paul speaking. And he says, but indeed you're bearing with me as you read this. I'm jealous for you with a godly jealousy because I've promised you. Listen to this. I promised you to one husband to present you as a pure virgin to Christ. But I'm afraid that even as the serpent beguiled Eve by his cunning, your minds may be corrupted and led away from the simplicity, your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. For you seem willing to allow it if one comes and preaches something else to you. And he goes on and, and explains that. The Message Bible again says, 
The thing that has, has me so upset is that I care about you so much. This is the passion of God burning inside of me. I promised your hand in marriage to Christ, presented you as a pure virgin to her husband, and now I'm afraid that exactly as the snake seduced Eve with his smooth patter, you're being lured away from the simple purity of your love for Christ. And, and you know, we, we've promised her hand in marriage to Christ. We, we've promised to, to prepare her for one husband, to present her. Another translation says to woo her to him. We are just that go-between to connect the bride to her lover, her husband. Affected my ministry, affected my life. I took the I took the title off the door. Never again have called myself by a title. Never again. Never have I ever called myself pastor, prophet, apostle. Ever again. Just Sean. Just Sean. And never again have I have I tried to posture myself over and to be more spiritual than. I share my gift. I share my knowledge. I share my experience. I share my wisdom. So that you and others and that I share with may find the interpretation. May find that place that's in Christ. For yourselves, that you may find, as as Daniel says, um, that in order to make the interpretation known to the king, and I, I want to say to to make known a, a, an aspect of Christ to your life, not looking for position, titles, gifts, <laughs> and so that you may fully understand the thoughts of your mind. So, and and I want to say this is. In a new covenant approach that you may fully understand his thoughts for you. That you may know what it means. Not trying to be smarter than anyone. Not trying to be more exalted and more spiritual than anyone. How's your heart? That occasion, 2001, I think it was, 2002, affected me deeply. And since then, my, my battle is to bring this balance to the body of Christ so that like Daniel will say, as for me, this secret has not been revealed to me. This gift has not been gift, given to me. This ability that I have is not being given to me. This ministry I have and been, that's been given to me is not being given in order to make uh, um, because my wisdom or my ability is greater than that of any other living man. Or that I'm more spiritual, you know, in the sense of super exalted, that I, I have more anointing than anybody else, that I am somebody more special than anybody else, because that is not true. If you have that, the greatest among you, Jesus said, must be the least, the servant of all, and the first must be the last. That's what he, That was his principle of leadership he gave. But in order to make him known to them, to make Christ known to them, to his bride, to prepare her with the knowledge of, of her husband. So as she meets with him, as, as the church, as the bride of Christ, as she meets with her husband, that she understands him, that she 
experiences him, that she knows how he is. That's our job, is to reflect that to people. This is my heart. And this is what I want to share with you. Oh God, that we would have that kind of spirit, that we would have that kind of leadership today. That that's the kind of heart we would have. Because that's what the next generation needs to see. What do they see in you? What do they see in your leadership today? Thank you for being with me. Until next time, God bless you and have a great weekend.